Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Well, it's over. It's over. Star Trek Picard. We finished season one. Say it ain't so. I know. It's like I've been trapped at home because of, because of this whole coronavirus thing. And then all of a sudden, I'm like, well, but who cares? I've got new Star Trek Picard that comes on every week. And now I'm like, well, now I don't anymore. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do with myself? I know. Read some books. Hey, there you go. (laughs) I have a podcast that could maybe help you out with that. But yeah, no, there's no new Star Trek Picard, no new Star Trek episode for the first time during this whole uh, crisis that we're going through. So I'm really sad. (laughs) We're so pitiful. I mean, think about it. We're starting off a podcast going, no new Star Trek. I mean, like, what is so wrong with us? We've got to be celebrating what we did yet. That's true. That's true. We are positively Trek. So we should try to (laughs) be more positive, I guess. We are positive. I just wanted to point out the fact that we're not getting any new Star Trek, but that's okay because I feel like I'm always getting new Star Trek because you and I read the novels and the comics and we do have a new novel that came out this month, The Higher Frontier by Christopher L. Bennett. And I just started it. I don't know about you, Dan, but I think you started it before I did. Are you done reading that? No, I, I did start it before you. I'm get, getting through it fairly slowly, though, which is crazy because I have a lot of time on my hands. But uh, I'm only about halfway through it right now. But I'm really enjoying it. It's a it's a good story so far. Cool. Yeah, I'm only like three chapters in and already liking it. But yeah, it's an original series novel. So anybody who likes to read or maybe if you don't like to read, check it out, you know. There's no new Star Trek for right now, but let's not focus on that. We are going to talk here a little bit later about our thoughts about this last episode of Star Trek Picard and the prior season, this first season of Picard, now that it finished up. But before we get to that, there's some latest things that have come up. We were just talking about the uh, coronavirus, COVID-19, and apparently, possibly, things could be delayed slightly with Star Trek Discovery Season 3, because, uh, let's see, Wilson Cruz was doing, what, a live chat on Twitter or something like that, and uh, Anthony Rapp was in there, and he chimed into the comment section saying that the editing and visual effects work for the new season is still underway, but the crew is working from home, which will slow the process. So, and then Cruz later tweets, well, it's coming, but it may be a little longer than we thought, but it's coming through. So it's, it's happening. So Mm -hmm. we don't even have a date anyway. We don't even know when it comes out, if it was even delayed or not, because all we have is coming soon. Yeah, that's right. So with this latest episode of Star Trek Picard, viewers on CBS All Access got that little teaser at the start with Michael Burnham and the flag. And yeah, like you said, it just says coming soon. So uh, even if there are delays, we won't really know, you know, how much of a delay that is, because like you say, we haven't gotten a date yet. So take this all with a grain of salt. This is kind of people interpreting what's going on. The fact that the post-production people are working from home that things may be delayed. How much, we don't know, if at all. So 
Uh, hopefully not too much, though, because I need my Star Trek fix soon. Well, the fact that we don't have a date, I mean, I'm sure they have some date in mind that they're going for. But I think, if anything, if this were to go past whatever that date is, it may only be a couple weeks or three mm-hmm. weeks or whatever. Because I, I work for a company that owns different TV networks and TV production facilities and, and syndicated programming and such. And this is the same situation. We have people working from home editing and there are going to be some slight delays, it seems like, on some things, but nothing drastic. So I'm not too worried about this. No, for sure. I I think we will be getting Star Trek gracing our television screens again, as CBS All Access says, soon. (laughs) Soon. Well, and then also, speaking of soon, when... How soon are we going to get Lower Decks? I haven't heard anything about that. Yeah, I've heard somebody say secondhand that the Lower Decks people tweeted that they're working from home as well and and working on the series actively from home. So that, you know, could be a bit delayed from whatever in-house date they had set as well. We're not sure. But work is getting done on it. So uh, how far along they are in that, we have no idea. Uh, I haven't looked up personally what they said on Twitter, but it sounds like there's been a disruption with everything, right? With what's going on. So I wouldn't be surprised if things get pushed a little bit. But like you say, hopefully not too much. I know there's a bit more of a lead time for stuff in animation than there is in live action. But, uh, you know, hopefully we get word on when that might be coming soon as well (laughs) i'm a little confused because i hear different rumblings from people that have been saying well after picard we're going to get lower decks and then we're going to get discovery season three and then i hear people say Mm -hmm. no i hear we're going to get discovery season three like with just within weeks of picard ending and it doesn't seem like any of those things are playing out and it seems as if discovery is going to be the next thing and lower decks i'm going to bet it's in 2021 because we're not really hearing anything we're not even seeing teasers and i mean i'm thinking discoveries at least at least a couple months down the road from now yeah well i mean anything we come up with as far as a timeline is complete guesswork and i think anything that anybody is saying out there is just a guess as well so uh, until we get you know some kind of actual thing from the studio they have said both discovery and lower decks are coming in 2020 but again that was before the whole uh self-isolation coronavirus covid19 crisis so what effect that has i don't know i know the original plan was that both of them would be in 2020 and i'm ready for an announcement on this nickelodeon series some more information like a title that too that would be good to know visuals (laughs) so i don't know when the upfronts are for uh, Viacom Discovery, I mean, Viacom Discovery, Viacom CBS, uh, maybe they were, I don't know, but I would think that'd be announced soon. But as you said, things in the world right now are disrupted, so who knows how things are going to play out. No, we just got to be brave. <laughs> we got to be brave. But in the meantime, we're stuck at home. Why don't we, like, just listen to music? Just kick back, relax, actually, you know, have a fire going in the fireplace Lay back with a nice glass of wine, have some cheese and crackers nearby or some hummus (laughs) and pita bread or whatever, and listen to some wonderful Star Trek Picard music. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the Star Trek Picard soundtrack, the full soundtrack for season one is coming out 
April 3rd, and it's your time to buy that digital copy of Star Trek Picard, the full season. So let me just say this. So you'll be able to stream it. The soundtrack will be out digitally. Is this coming out as anything else, CD, or is it, or is it just digital? So it does appear to be just digital. So the press release we have, it says it will arrive for digital purchase and streaming on April 3rd. I don't see anything in here about any sort of physical media uh, for those of us who still <laughs> are archaic and, and prefer our music that way. Well, there's times, not all the times, but there's times I do like to buy the physical media because it's not compressed. And so I feel like it sounds a little fuller and richer sometimes Mm -hmm. but you know that's fine i'll take digital in this case i've been listening to the star trek picard soundtrack on spotify and the other day and before when i started listening to it it was just like the first few episodes and the other day i started playing it still expecting just the few episodes all of a sudden i started to know all notice all this other music playing i was like oh my gosh they're like caught up with the series there's all this new music and and that's what we're seeing here they're saying they're going to add 27 more tracks That's impressive. I mean, and the music in Picard has been phenomenal. This is something that I talk a lot about in the videos that I do for the Picard episodes. When Seven of Nine shows up, for example, there's a few notes of the Voyager theme. Uh, There's that that old school Romulan theme from the original. Like that stuff. Jeff Russo has really taken all of these themes and weaved them in. And the music really is impressive. So I I think this would be something that I would definitely enjoy listening to. Yeah, me too. I mean, it's especially for these last few episodes, there's a lot of good music in that too. So especially in the very last episode, we hear the song Blue Skies, don't we, Dan? We do indeed. And uh, the person who sings that song, I think, is of special note as well, because that's pretty cool. It's the duo of Daj and Soji. (laughs) (laughs) it is isa briones who plays soji in star trek picard and she has a single of blue skies so when you watch the last episode of star trek picard you hear that song blue skies and this woman singing and that's her singing blue skies Mm -hmm. and now they're releasing that as a single now it's part of the picard soundtrack so you'll get that with that or you can buy it separately as its own track so you have the option of either one Yeah, and it's impressive. She really does a great job with that song. uh, Her voice is incredible. (laughs) I had no idea that was her until you told me. Yeah, the first time I watched it, I had no idea. And then I had read that somewhere. And when I watched the episode a second time, I was just enthralled by it, especially knowing that it was Issa Briones singing. I like to imagine that it's not Issa singing, but Soji singing. And so hmm. when Picard is in there, Soji's just like grabs a mic. <laughs> She's just like, blue skies. <laughs> I like it. That would be really weird. Uh, where's Narek? Where is he? Eh, I don't know. Anyway, next thing I want to mention here is we have, oh, 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 the almighty Star Trek Litverse reading order flowchart. 2020 update yes it's that's the name of it the almighty star trek lit first reading order flowchart 2020 that is quite the name <laughs> <laughs> but you know it has to have a big name because it's a big flowchart. yeah no this is a great resource if you're wanting to know which books to read in the star trek universe and which order to read them in especially the post nemesis books and stuff like that but uh, it's 
a little daunting when you first look at it. It's very big, very complicated. But once you kind of dive in and kind of find your path in there, it's a great resource for helping decide which book to read next. Yeah, and it's somebody named Thrawn that puts this together. And it's on trekcollective.com, thetrekcollective.com, thetrekcollective.com. You can download this chart, this flow chart from there. That's where I'm looking at now. And honestly, yeah, I remember when this first came out and it's like much, much bigger and more complicated than it used to be. It almost looks like the diagrams to build your own synth at this point. There's so much here. I would suggest if you don't read the novels, and you plan to read any of these like post nemesis or any of the new novels, don't look at this. I think it would freaking scare you. Just pick a book and read it. <laughs> and then if you want to know where to go to next, maybe look at this. Or if you don't plan to read anything, this is something just to look at, just to be amazed at. Yeah, maybe the best thing to do would be like you said, like pick a book, start reading. And if you like that, find that book on the chart and then maybe start branching out from there. Don't try and like just look at this chart cold and say like, oh, where should I start? Because, yeah, you're going to get pretty scared. <laughs> and that's the thing about the books is even if you haven't read all the other books, don't worry about it. Find a book that you're interested in. Just go ahead and read it. You're not going to be lost, more than likely, because the authors do a very good job of catching you up with any relevant information that happened in prior books that is needed to know in the book, current book that you're reading. So don't be afraid of it, and you don't have to read all the novels. Believe me, just pick one. And a perfect example is TNG Losing the Peace, Brandy Jacola hasn't read all these books, but she read Losing the Peace with us for a recent episode of Literary Treks. It's one of the first questions we ask is, were you lost? And she said, not at all. The author did a good job explaining things that I needed to know that happened in past books. And if anything, that even got her to a point that she's thinking maybe going back and reading maybe some of those books. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. That was a fun experience. It was neat to get that perspective of someone who hasn't read those books. So it is possible. It is definitely possible to jump in and enjoy a good story. Yeah. And I'm not all caught up, for example, in the Star Wars Legends, you know, expanded universe, whatever. But I randomly pick a Star Wars book and I never feel lost. I go, oh, look, Han and Leia had three kids. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which I know it's not canon, whatever. Don't worry about that. So, and neither are these Star Trek ones, but there is a plan to somehow connect this literary universe of Star Trek into Star Trek Picard in some manner. So don't think, well, these don't count or they're throwaways. There's going to be a connection in some way. We keep being, being told, so we can't wait to find out what that is. <laughs> Yes. And speaking of books, there's one other book I want to mention, and you don't need to read anything else to follow along in this book. It's called Star Trek Quibbles with Tribbles. And it's it's a Trek Spurts Search and Find book. So this is a fun, like animated, illustrated book. It's from Nerd Search. It comes out August 4th, and this looks like a fun little $14.95 hardcover of Star Trek. Yeah, this looks like a lot of fun. There's a, If you go to the trekcollective.com, they've posted some sample pages from this book, and this looks like a lot of fun. So basically, as I understand the premise, there's kind of a bunch of things you have to look for in some of these pages. Yeah, uh, and it looks like there's something from every TOS 
episode hmm. is represented in this book. I'm looking at the episode list that they have in the book from Amazon.com. So it's not just testing your knowledge from those episodes that you're searching for because each episode is represented, but you're also trying to spot errors that only super fans could notice. Hmm, interesting. <laughs> and they show the cover here, and there's a few that you can notice right off the bat. Uh, it looks like some of them are fairly super obvious, but there's definitely a bunch that are a lot more hidden in the deep background and, and a lot more subtle. Yes, and I'll just reveal one. For example, you know, we're seeing from the Trouble of Tribbles, we're seeing the fights going on into the bar on State Case 7 Station and the you know, the Klingons and the crew fighting and such. And at the very forefront of this book, it's Kirk buried in tribbles, but he's wearing a discovery uniform. Dun, dun, dun. That's something. There you go. (laughs) Ah, an error. (laughs) Or maybe it's just a different universe or a different timeline. I don't Hmm. know. But this looks like a lot of fun. And I really, really want to get this book because I mean, the illustrations look great. Yeah, this does look like a lot of fun. And yeah, the artwork, there's a lot of detail crammed into these pages. And I, I love this style. Like it, it's it's realistic, but still a little cartoony, but not over the top. So I'm telling you people, you will geek out. You will pick this up and I guarantee you, you will not be able to put it down. You will be turning every page and spending so much time on it. I know you will. Trust me. I know you guys. We get you. We get you. <laughs> Absolutely. Because I know that's what I would do, and we would all do that. But anyway, geeking out, let's talk about Star Trek Picard, Dan. Let's let's do that. So what were your final impressions about Star Trek Picard, this last episode and the series as a whole? Well, this last episode, I think, to me, was very satisfying. It wrapped up most of the outstanding plot threads with still leaving some open questions that I think are interesting and, you know, I would love to see carried on in season two. Overall, for me, the performances just were absolutely killer. And uh, I should warn everybody, of course, spoilers for the final episode of Picard. So if you haven't watched it yet, make sure you do. But the end of the episode for me was what really just sold me on it. That whole scene between Picard and Data in that simulation where Picard discovers that he has a new lease on life, has another chance to live, and Data makes that request of him to allow him to die. That whole scene was just so brilliantly acted. I brought It brought tears to my eyes, I'm not afraid to say, and I just absolutely fell in love with the episode thanks to that scene the rest of the episode though i have to say was really good there was a few little fan servicey moments that i liked but they didn't go overboard with that which is always kind of the fear with this sort of stuff so uh yeah i think season one of picard you can put down as a success in my book i'm really excited for season two and what they're going to do with these characters so yeah kind of tens across the board really for me yeah i would say the same for me too i really enjoyed this whole season of picard i'm loving this series this ending with picard and data the whole resolution was yeah it was very emotional his death and then seeing him with data and data's death again but you know i actually had tears rolling down my cheeks that 
rarely happens. When I say, every time you hear me say like, yeah, I kind of teared up at this scene, that means my eyes just got a little watery, but mm-hmm. not tears rolling down. I actually had tears rolling down my cheeks and I was like, oh my gosh, that rarely ever happens. And the only other time I remember something like that happening while watching anything Star Trek was DS9, The Visitor. Yeah, that one kills me every time. Yeah. And it's just like, wow, you know, it really moved me. And it wasn't so much like I knew Picard didn't really die. I knew they were going to bring him back. And I had already figured out how that was going to happen. But it's just the emotion of he really did die. I mean, he did die. And and what the characters are going through at that moment and their feelings and it just relating to that. And then, of course, connecting with data. I mean, oh, my gosh, just it's all it's just so much to take in. But but, you know, I, the whole story of the synthetics and the Romulans, I love getting more insight into the Romulans and mm-hmm. developing something more with them. That was great. Getting to know these new characters. The Borg Cube is probably one of those things that didn't really work for me that much. I think it could have worked without the Borg Cube. You know? Yeah. In the end, it didn't really amount to much, did it? No, it just didn't seem to do. I mean, it was kind of good for Picard's character in a sense, because he's kind of fighting off those demons. I mean, there's some things. And it was great seeing Hugh back. And of course, Seven of Nine. So it's it played a small role, but not that big of a role. It wasn't that significant to me. Yeah. But I think that's kind of my criticism also, even though I love the series, you can always find some criticism. And and this isn't a criticism so much about the series, but. A lot of these shows and movies nowadays where I feel like they cram so much into something to a point that sometimes I feel like they don't know what to do with it or they they have to move too fast and they can't really resolve something or give much detail to something. I mean, I felt the same way with Discovery. I felt that way with other franchises and other movies that I see where it's just like there's so much story then. Oh, well, that ended up on the cutting room floor. Well, we answered that, but because of timing and pacing, we had to leave that out. There's so much of that going on nowadays and that sometimes can hurt a show a little bit. So, but I mean, I feel like everything was resolved and I got the answers that I needed. So I was very pleased with the ending. Yeah. Some of what you say definitely rings true for me there. This 10 episode season did go by fast. There was a lot that kind of was done quickly because of the format, which is a little bit frustrating at times. I would have liked a bit more focus on some things that were just kind of quickly glossed over. For example, even though, you know, the Borg cube didn't play a huge role in the series in the end, uh, I'm thinking back to the episode Broken Pieces, where, you know, Seven of Nine has her whole taking over the Borg cube thing, but like, it just felt like it was edited so quickly. Like, Seven's with Elnor, and then she takes over the cube, and then the, all the Borg are killed, and blah, blah. You know, it just, like, everything happens so fast. I would have liked a little bit more of a deliberate pace with that sort of stuff. But uh, I definitely understand that, you know, there's limited time they have to tell their story. So it just gets a little frustrating sus- sometimes. It does, because that's why I'm getting to the point of they just, they I feel like they pack too much story into things now you know it's like you Mm -hmm. go back and watch any old star trek from enterprise even going further back just watch a tng episode and you'll notice it's a slower pace and there isn't as much going on it's like they develop a story moment here and a story element there and they have to kind of maybe two storylines going on but 
they're not adding all this detail and more and more and just layering on and on and on. They're just playing that one storyline out for the most part, maybe small layers here and there. And now it's like we're layering and we're layering and we're making it more complicated and more in depth. And all of a sudden, oh, we have to resolve it. And how do you put all the pieces back and answer all the questions? (laughs) (laughs) And in the end, you end up just looking like Soji assembling her little Jenga interface for that tower. (laughs) (laughs) right that's the writers in this that's what they were doing the whole time but but no overall i think great job wonderful it was terrific i can't watch i can't wait to binge watch it now Mm -hmm. who'd have thought two years ago we'd see you know picard and seven of nine and hugh the borg on screen in 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 an adventure of some kind like that's just i love what these writers have done assembling these characters and creating this story and you know whether you liked it or not whether it's one of your favorite things in the star trek universe or not it's just another chapter in that universe that we can put on our shelves and revisit whenever we want i love that we've gotten the story that we would never have imagined we'd have gotten a few years ago. And what I like is a different way of telling a story that we didn't get from the other series. And this plays out as a 10 chapter episode for all Mm -hmm. intents and purposes. But I know some people don't like that. You know, they like the way things were where it was very episodic and, and they may not like this format. You know, that's unfortunate. You still have the stuff to watch in that way. And maybe I think from what I'm kind of hearing, maybe with season three of Discovery, it's going to be a little more episodic, I've heard. I, I don't know hmm. how true that is. I, I haven't heard that from anywhere official, yeah. but that's that's cool. Well, I haven't heard from official, but, you know, rumblings, whatever. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, those darn um, rumor mills. <laughs> but I'm sure we'll get something episodic again someday. Mm-hmm. You know, but uh, no, I really liked it. But anyway, I, I, you know, what you said about having Seven and Hugh and Picard, who would have thought? Of course, I didn't think that. But it has been recent years that anytime I've been to STLV or I go online and I see the whole cast of Next Generation together, I'm like, okay, yeah, everybody's getting older, but man. CBS is losing out on an opportunity to do something with this cast. I mean, they all still hang out together. They're all still alive. Like there's gotta be something in the future that they do something with this cast. And we've got it, not the full cast, but this, this is it. You mm-hmm. know? I feel like we'll get more in season two as well. Like, I feel like, you know, LeVar Burton can get fitted for his spacesuit again soon. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Dorn maybe as well. Well, we know Guinan's coming back. Yeah, Guinan's coming back. There's uh, talk of Robert Picardo as the doctor. I mean, this this story, this universe could go anywhere. All those people are still out there somewhere. So it's definitely possible we could see them. Yeah, and we still don't know anything about Beverly Crusher. Oh, I know. <laughs> Where's Bev? Come on. Where's Bev? She's with <laughs> Narek right now because we don't know where Narek is. So they must be hanging out together. Must be, know. yeah. <laughs> So, but you know, we got other episodes that we can delve deeper into all this stuff, but we just wanted to kind of give you a nice little bow on our wrap up of what we thought about Picard season one in this last episode. So Dan, do you have any final thoughts before we close things out? I don't think so. I mean, you can look forward to definitely more. We'll be talking about this more in the future for sure, as it pertains to other Star Trek, like you said. So 
Uh, yeah, I think all that's left is to tell people where they can stalk us online if they want to. Well, you can find us, the show, on Twitter at Positively Trek, and you can also search for us on Facebook. We have a private group. We'll let you in. And you can, I mean, people are already posting stuff. It's amazing. You start a new podcast, and everybody's already posting in our Facebook group. So it's crazy. Uh, I'm on Twitter at Admiral underscore Rex. And of course, I do literary treks on Trek FM with Dan about Star Trek books and comics. And occasionally I'm on the Star Wars Report podcast. Awesome. And yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Kurtrats, K-E-R-T-R-A-T-S. You can find my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Productions. And you can find me on Facebook in our Positively Trek group, which I am also really enjoying. I'm loving stuff that people are posting there. So please keep it up. And like Bruce said, search Positively Trek on Facebook. We'll let you right in. It's a small group, but it's growing and we'd love to have you. So, yeah, thank you all so much for listening. Yeah, thank you so much. And uh, join us again next week and live long and prosper and stay positive. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.